baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Gomez breaks the other way, trespassing into city territory, gets by Nielsen, in the box of the left foot, Roman Berkey gets a hand to it, it sprays out to Looney, he can't grab it, oh, Roman Berkey, casting magic like he's breaking arms in a Harry Potter movie. Big time diving save as RSL once again found a way behind the city defense. I don't think I know nearly enough about Harry Potter. Didn't get the reference. Joey Zanaboni on the call on Y98. Joey's the best. Uh, he has the broadcast with Dale Shilly. There's a ball game tonight. Can we call it a ball game? Nope. No. No, it's called a match. Uh, oh, it's a match. Uh, 9.30 tonight <laughs> is the kick. It's a late one. It is the second game against Houston in the CONCACAF Cup. Uh, so you'll want to be listening in to Y98. So we're going to talk some City SC with author Dave Lang, who is in studio. And the new book right now is called uh, Year One, St. Louis City SC. We are now in year two mm-hmm. of our expansion team, which can we still call it new? Is it new? This is a new team, right? Sure. Two years in, it's a new team. And so uh, this book highlighting everything that happened in year one. Dave, good to have you in. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So tell us about the book. I mean, it's about the first year of City SC, but as you were putting it all together, um, anything surprising that you came up with? Or did you kind of have an idea of of what it was going to be when it was over? Uh, Well, just going back and reviewing all the games many times and writing the book, things that I kind of, you know, took for granted really became clear. First is Roman Berkey. I mean, how many games did that guy save? Yeah. Literally, you know, of the game that when he beat Kansas City four to nothing, they could have easily lost six to four. So his season really stood out to me when I went back and watched all the highlights. When you looked at this city, or excuse me, this year for city, um, just in context of everything you know about. St. Louis and the history of soccer being so intertwined. Uh, just what was your takeaway from that first year? Just um, the whole vibe around the games, you know, selling out every game, the stadium's gorgeous, the training facilities right across the street. For people who have been around soccer for a long time, to see that was really, I think, touching because mm-hmm. they'd seen games at Francis Field back in the 70s when Francis Field was not in good shape and Pele's playing there, we're like, oh, my gosh, what, yeah. is, what must he think? You yeah, know? right. So. Yeah, So, and, and I was there for the first time on Saturday, so I clearly had seen games on television, seen images from inside, but it is, it's a lot more beautiful once you are in that building as opposed to just seeing the pictures. And you're so close to the field no matter where you're at in the yep. stadium, which makes it even more... Um, uh, and a better experience because you can see what's happening right up close. Hmm. Oh, go ahead. No, yeah, we, we had you in studio talking about Soccer Made in St. Louis, your your previous book, about how important soccer has been to this, this region, um, to this city, and what this city means in the soccer landscape in the United States. So that, that watching that first season, 
And of course, they were surprisingly good. I think with an expansion team, you expect a little bit of you know growing pangs, but they didn't have that. They were good right away. Do you believe the experience would still have been incredible regardless of how well the team played in the standings and which where they finished? I think so because of the whole, like I said, the whole experience of going to the games that they created, um, their outreach to the community. Um, the, the enthusiasm, I think, would have carried them through the first year no matter, I think, how they would have done. I mean, winning all those games is just like you know the old saying, icing on the cake. Did you watch every game of last season with this book in mind, knowing that you were going to write this book? Um, about after they went 5-0 and through the first five <laughs> games, Reedy Press, my publisher, said, you know what, maybe we should do a book on this first season. So from that point on, I was writing every game as it happened so we could get it off to the publisher as soon as printer as soon as we could when the season ended. And, and so it ended up being a, an historic MLS start because no team had ever done it the way they had done it. Right, and um, they're, according to reports in the news media, they're the, it's the first time an expansion team finished first in its conference during a regular season in any of the major men's pro sports leagues in the United States. Hmm. So it was quite a season. So and in this book, you have every game broken down, the box score, a recap of the game, pictures of the game, as well as pictures and recaps of the games that were played from uh, the U.S. men's national team and the U.S. women's national team that took place at City Park. Right, all the Open Cup games are there, the Leafs Cup games they played. Um, everything that happened at City Park is covered in the book. Hmm. Well, what is your favorite thing about this book? Um, the favorite thing about the book is, um, first of all, some of the magic moments like Miggy Perez scoring two days after he graduated from high school yeah. in the same game where Edward Leuven scores a 44-yard free kick. I mean, that was a magical moment right there. And then when the men's U.S. men's national team played here in September, when they were training, Greg Berhalter, the head coach, says, we've always viewed St. Louis as the soccer capital of the United States. Uh-oh. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. So we got that, uh, you know, we took that back from Kansas City when they tried to commandeer it. Okay. Well, yeah, they totally commandeered it. It was never theirs. Like, that's been agreed upon, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, we've produced 77 men who've played at least one game for the United States. And... The city asked me to do some research about that. And as far as I could find out, there's no other city in the United States with the possible exception of New York City that's produced more native U.S. national team players on the men's side. Hmm. That's impressive because the per capita, it's got to be the best in the country, right? Oh, for sure. Soccer players per capita. Isn't that isn't that kind of like how the Dominican Republic is with baseball? Isn't it per capita? It's it's it, maybe? not even close. I don't know. I I not that that such as because they there are a lot of major league, league players. Players that make it, from a relatively small population, yeah. the Dominican Republic just it's 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 impossible to explain. There are there is like a town in Kenya where the most elite marathoners come from, and it doesn't make sense per capita that so many elite marathoners come from that small town. St. Louis really has kind of a, a staggering per capita rate when it comes. Why to do soccer. you think that is? Um, because we became a fabric of growing up in St. Louis as far back as the 1870s. I mean, the first report of a game I could find said a game was going to be played on February 7th, 1872 at 19th and Pine, which is two blocks from City Park. Oh, so, wow. I mean, what synchronicity that is, right? Well, you, had a, you know, I, I, I don't know all of the history of soccer, but it must have been um, 
really big in Spain years ago and in France years ago. And you have a lot of Spanish and French people that settled in this area. So it, it, I'm assuming it comes from that. I don't know for a fact, but it has to be. Well, the immigration story is yeah. a big piece of it. Started out with the uh, Scottish and Irish immigrants that really kind of started soccer here. And then as more immigrant groups came in, Spanish, Italians, later on Mexicans, Bosnians, the whole story of St. Louis is intricately woven into the immigration story. Hmm. Yeah, and with soccer, that is a really good point because it's such an international sport. It's more international in the United States than it is even, right, just a a U.S. sport. You think of football and baseball, very much United States-centric. But with soccer, what an incredible way to weave in the story of all these immigrant families and generations that have come here and then played. And the key thing is these first-generation immigrants pass the sport on to their sons and their grandsons and granddaughters and daughters, and that's what separates St. Louis from other cities. The generations just kept playing it. They didn't gravitate away from soccer to play baseball, basketball, Mm -hmm. or whatever. They stuck with soccer. What's the connection between St. Louis having such a strong Catholic presence and also a strong soccer presence? Because I know like with a lot of the Catholic schools and uh, the soccer history, those also seem to be intertwined. Uh, The interesting story about that is CBC High School back in the day was actually a college, Christian Brothers Mm -hmm. College. They were staffed by religious order from England. And in the late 19th century, rugby was kind of getting a bad, bad name for people getting killed. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to steer their students away from rugby. So they deliberately introduced soccer mm-hmm. into their uh, teaching at CBC. And then it spread into the parishes in St. Louis. And by uh, the mid-60s, there were over 400 teams playing the Catholic Youth Council, wow. more than any other youth organization in the United States soccer-wise. You know, just in terms of... of uh St. Louis and soccer and and the historical perspective, uh, you know, a lot of our listeners are from right across the river. And I grew up in a soccer town. Granite City is, you know, it's it was for a long time was such a big deal in the area in terms of soccer. At least we thought we were. But how does Southern Illinois and the the, the Metro East fit into the, you know, the soccer fabric? Well, Granite City is a great point. Um uh, Steve Trichu played in the 1990 World Cup from Granite City. Granite City High Schools won, what, nine or ten state championships on the boys' side? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then you go to Edwardsville, Southern Illinois University of Edwardsville became one of the top five teams in the nation in the early 70s. Them and St. Louis Shoe were always at each other's throats going for national championships. It's awesome. Hey, good for us. Granite City, we were good at soccer and wrestling. Aw. That's what I know. <laughs> and I didn't play either. No, he didn't. Anyway, Dave Ling, uh, the book, it looks good. It's over there. Amy's got, got the, the copy right it now. Up. It's called Year One, St. Louis City SC. So where can people find it? Uh, it's on all book in all the bookstores. It's in the Shook stores. Um, they can get it on Amazon. So all your usual outlets are carrying it. Uh, it's 144 pages, thirty nine ninety five from Reedy Press. And a shout out to St. Louis City because they gave us free access to all their images and awesome. images sell books. Yeah, Absolutely. and that's perfect for the coffee table. Absolutely. Uh, it's called Year One, St. Louis City SC. The author is Dave Lang in studio with us. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.